welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Okay, so... Today we're starting out cracking up, barely <laughs> able to make it through the intro without... But I don't even know what we're laughing about. That's okay. the funny part for me, is I'm cracking up watching you crack up, and I don't even know why you're cracking up. All right, okay. so a friend of mine called me last week, and she received the most awkward postcard slash card in the mail okay okay so and maybe i don't know maybe i just have a very warped sense of humor we know that's the truth but anyways so she had to have a colonoscopy oh gosh yeah okay (laughs) so the next day in the mail she received a card from everybody at the little surgery center was like thank you so much for choosing us and 14 people, handwritten signatures, signed it. That's awkward. Wow. Is that awkward? Yeah, that feels so uncomfortable. It's not. It's just not one of those things you want to be reminded of or (laughs) even want people to thank you for. Thank you for choosing us to clean out your colon. (laughs) We were laughing so hard. She's like, you know, I've always known that I'm the perfect butthole (laughs) and now here's proof because i have a card with 14 handwritten signatures that went in the mail to thank me for choosing them to service me wow she should frame that i mean honestly (laughs) you think about it it's one of those things where you start getting messages the day after you've had a you know a long night and you're like what did i do oh gosh why are are they all saying hey you were so funny last night you know so interesting is that not that is service with a smile but also like, kudos to them. Yeah. They're taking this, um, you know, customer servicing to a whole new level. I wish I was that intentional with life. Um, I mean, not that intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever received a card from your colonoscopy doctor? That's the question. <laughs> or if you've received a really awkward card. I've only had to have one, so. Yeah, so, so I, get, I get kind of annoyed, and this is probably a, a me thing. I'm sure it's a me thing. When... The insurance guy sends me, like, a happy anniversary card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. you don't know me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> he wants, they love an excuse to keep their names, like real estate agents, mortgage lenders, lawyers, people like that, your insurance people. They like to keep their name in front of you because if something comes up, then you're thinking, oh. Oh, so-and-so, I just got something in the mail from him. It actually works. Oh, so my real estate agent is brilliant. And she sends a monthly newsletter, Mm -hmm. and it has really interesting, fun information that I I read. Oh, that's good. And then a cute little note. Yes. I want to read that. I don't want to read the anniversary card, and I definitely don't want a card from the surgery center. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe your plastic surgery center. (laughs) (laughs) We're not old enough for that. Hopefully. I don't know. We're getting there. Well, speaking of that, I thought today we would talk about this topic of self-care slash self-compassion, you know, whatever you want to call it, which is a big thing right now. Um, right now, I feel like it's been a big thing for quite some time. Yeah, I think we can get this confused. Like self-care and compassion is a good thing. But there are a lot of things that it's not. And I think that's where it gets a bad rap. And the reason why I think it's important is to have compassion, self-compassion, which I guess is a little bit different than self-care, 
is that Jesus tells us all through scripture that we need to love others as we love ourselves. Oh. Right? But I was thinking the other day, we don't often love ourselves very well. I was thinking, man, that takes me off the hook. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not even brushing her hair, girl. So (laughs) I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. Because we are often so much harder on ourselves than we are other people. We're so much, we're, we're quicker to provide grace, give mercy, uh, and forgiveness to others before even ourselves. But God says, love others as you love yourself. And I guess I just never thought about it that way. So I think, I think I would think of it as a flip side like, you're so arrogant, you love yourself so much. Try to love other people as much as you love yourself. That's how we usually look at it, right? right? But I think there's we could go a little bit deeper and take it into this self-compassion, kind of self-care section. But there are a lot of things. I think it's important. We're going to talk about three things that it's not. Okay, I like it. Self-care um, slash compassion is not... The same thing as high self-esteem. As high self-esteem? Yeah, or self-esteem. You mean ego? No, just having a self-esteem. So I think when we think about self-esteem, like she has really high self-esteem. It refers to sort of our worth, that we, how we see ourselves, a perceived value, how much we like ourselves, but not in a conceited way. This isn't about ego, but where you're, there's a confidence. And it's often, I think, we look at self-esteem, it's based on our last failure or our last success. You know, like if you have a really great event, then the next one you walk into, you're feeling more confident. You have a higher self-esteem to go into that, Uh right? Yes. Versus if it was a flop, you're feeling a little bit negative. You're feeling a little bit weary. A little tentative. Leery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that... Our self-esteem is always fluctuating, if you think mm. about it, because life has ups and downs. We have wins, we have losses, that sort of thing. But on the flip side of self-esteem, self-compassion isn't based on a positive or a negative situation or evaluating. It's a way of just sort of relating to yourself. So when we are compassionate to ourselves... And offer, like, okay, why did I respond that way? Let's think about that. Mm-hmm. It's not based on a comparison. It's it's basically like an evaluation of heart. Are you following me? Or am I getting really into the weeds? You're really in the weeds, but I'm following you because every word that comes to mind, you say it, like, three okay. words later. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm looking at the self. It's really complicated. Well, when you're saying confidence, I think the difference is when you put your confidence in yourself which is good but like I put confidence in myself because I know that I'm relying on God mm-hmm. that's right yep that's right so our when we are practicing instead of these are two separate things the self-esteem and self-compassion when we're showing compassion for ourselves then it creates sort of a safe place in our minds Think about that, where you can think clearly about a situation that you're in and acknowledge, okay, 
that I did not respond in the very best way to my husband, to my kids, to my coworker, whatever. Why was that? Like being kind instead of beating yourself up about it. Right. It's kind of like you're going on a mission to figure out the source, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's dig in. This is where the pause comes. And we talked about this a few, quite a few weeks ago where you pause long enough and you try to get to the root of the cause versus, you know, addressing the flare up. Right. Right. And so don't, don't confuse self-compassion with high self-esteem or low self-esteem. Those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. I think they get intertwined. Yes. Um, which I think you, you're thinking about this a lot more than most people think about it. And that's not a bad thing. Like you're just <laughs> making us aware of things that we're not even really we're doing. So thank right. you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's really the, the, I think the trickiest one because we think um, giving ourselves space to kind of go into where I messed up, wherever, showing ourselves kindness, um, that that can affect our self-esteem. And they're just two totally different things anyway. But I think you can respond to that. So what if I said, oh, well, I responded to that because in that manner because I had a really hard childhood. But then I, instead of like really dealing with that part, I decided to give myself a hall pass and never actually fix my flare-ups because that's just a result of the way I was raised. Right. You have to do something with it. Right. And I mean, for lasting effects, right? Because woe is me. I'll respond that way forever because you should see how my childhood was. Blah, blah, blah. And that kind of goes into the next one, actually, because self-compassion is not self-pity. Okay, girl. Okay. Getting a little sassy now because... Oh gosh, you know, people that are like in their little, having their little pity parties, like a toddler who doesn't get their candy bar at the checkout line in Target. They just get so wrapped up in their own emotional drama or whatever is going on, wrapped up in self. And there's a difference with self-pity and self-compassion because self-compassion, again, think of it as providing a safe place, like you and the Lord this common ground with self-compassion because Jesus gives us that we, we get this mental space where we can get a bigger perspective and we can say, all right, this stinks right now. This is really hard. Instead of having our emotional pity party over here, right? We get that mental space and we're just like, okay, but this is hard. For a lot of people, a lot of people have struggles, and we're not diminishing that. We're just regulating it. <laughs> like, so what am I going to do with this? I'm not alone. Who can I go to? Obviously, the Lord first. So it's not, self-compassion is not self-pity. So do not get those two confused. It's not where you sit in the corner and have compassion for yourself until you're so wrapped up in your drama, and it's all about you, and you get stuck in a spiral, and you become a victim that is not self-compassion. Yeah, I was thinking self-pity becomes um, isolated and self-pity also becomes stagnant. Yes. Where, where compassion would probably um, start in a place of acknowledgement of a really terrible thing, 
but then loving yourself to the next level. Yes. When I talk, when we're talking about this, I actually picture when we say self-pity, someone in quicksand. Oh. Because you can easily just get, start getting sucked down. Like it's this slow vortex that's in the downward motion. But when you think about self-compassion, I think of like a woman or me or standing in a field Mm -hmm. with wide open spaces, being able to see things from a different perspective and looking at the big picture and what's ahead, what's behind, but what is ahead and how can I move forward? Yeah. When I think, and I don't know if you have explanations written down, but when I think of self pity, I, I think, you know, you're getting to a place of self pity when every conversation you have revolves around that particular thing mm-hmm. or everything you're consuming becomes about that thing. Because if we wanted to, we could easily find whatever we want on the internet to support our current emotion and our current feeling. Right. Right. And so I feel like this, you know, this place is a, is a place that could either take you very dark Mm -hmm. or it could launch you into the next good thing. That's right. The quicksand versus the field. I, (laughs) I mean, I think that it's so important to pay attention. Just like when we study scripture, they say, if God is repeating something, then there's something to that. Pay attention. If he continues to repeat the same thing in our lives, when he continues to put a theme, you know, in front of us in a song in a sermon in a Bible study in a devotional, it's like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say? Well, it's so important for us to be self-aware enough that when we notice that, oh my gosh, why did I have that reaction? to the way they responded to me or why do I keep bringing up the same topic? Like what you said, pattern, yeah, the pattern. And why is this, why is this continuing to come up and not feeling sorry for yourself or putting yourself down or whatever, but having compassion to sit with yourself and the Lord and allow him to love on you and open your eyes and heart and seek out healing things. Yes. Seek out things that are going to, help you get past the hurdle that's in front of you rather than just sit there and stare at it and name it six different things and paint it a different color, but it's still in front of you because you have anything ignore with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> or put a blanket over it, which yeah. really is the third thing um, that I wanted to bring up. And that is that self-compassion is not self-indulgence. Oh, boy. this is the big one. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> the other are a little complicated and whatever, but this is where the world gets in our business and skews things. Right. Because self-care and self-compassion is not a bit biblically speaking. It is not self-indulgence, like giving ourselves. I've had a really bad day or I'm having a really bad. This circumstance is whatever. I've been shafted. I've been hurt. I've been rejected. So I'm just going to give myself permission to do whatever makes me happy. Right. Because definitely the Bible says God wants you to be happy in life. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh. We laugh. Um, I mean, whenever we're in a bad spot, it never, ever, ever helps to Netflix binge, run your credit card up with shopping. Have more drinks. Have more drinks. Right. Try some sort of new 
whatever. Don't get a tattoo. Don't do like reconstructive surgery. When you're emotional, that is not the time to make large decisions. (laughs) There's actually a clause that you can't do big purchases, like sell a house, buy a house, car, in the like a certain time frame of a major Mm -hmm. life event. It's supposed to be a year, but definitely six months. Yeah. Yeah. But that's when a lot of people do it. And some people, yeah. Well, we won't go into that. That's a good grief therapy (laughs) session. But like, what does self-indulgence look like? And what is a good opposite for me? So you don't, what we don't do is we don't say, I am so stressed out today. So I'm going to sit down, watch Netflix all day and eat a quart of ice cream. Oh. I mean, okay, actually, hold on just a minute. Right? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that was my toe you stepped on. Ouch. <laughs> I know. All right, here, we talked about this before, but my rules for pit dwelling. Yes. I actually do think every now and then it is okay to sit on your couch and watch Netflix and eat a quart of ice cream. Can you do that every day of your life? No. I mean, you could, but it's not going to end well. Yeah, that is not. (laughs) You're going to fall into the self-pity That is not, right. That is not going to take you anywhere. And so if you can't do it for one day and stop, then you shouldn't even go there. But if you just need a day to wallow around in it. Right. Muck it out. Yes. Get over it. But you also, but, you know, that is tapered. Like you, but you shouldn't go out and sit at a bar all day and get drunk and do something, you know. Right. I was going to say, don't let yourself, your day of self-indulgence spill out onto everyone around you. Right. I think (laughs) there's so many caveats to this, but I think most importantly, what we're trying to get across is self-compassion is a good thing when we don't skew it, when we, when we don't use it as an excuse for self-pity as an excuse for self-indulgence and when we don't confuse it with the value of ourselves and our self-esteem um because self-compassion goes a long way when it's done correctly it can bring a load of healing it can bring your relationship closer with the lord it can bring it it can make your relationships outside like your spouse your friends your whoever co-workers it can make that better when we learn to love ourselves as Jesus does, then we can truly love others the way God has called us to. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about the confidence thing, and I think this has been on my mind a lot this morning. Maybe I knew we were going to record about this, but um, I think when you figure out who you are, mm-hmm. and you're not doing a biography, like you want to dig in and figure out who you are, you can change. The trajectory, once you have that information, you have to be bold enough to take the time to dig into all of the little files of things that have happened. But when you do that hard work, you emerge so much more confident in who God made you to be, because you're going to have to sit with God through this if you want to do it correctly, that you have the right kind of self-confidence because it's actually a God confidence because you are now so fully aware of how God created you. Yes. And that's where the self-compassion comes in and why it's so important not to get it confused with these other things. Because with that self-compassion, we have the freedom and the open space and the clarity to sit. And like you said, 
Figure out who you are and not only who you are, but why you are the way you are and how you can overcome some of those things, you know, by facing them with the Lord. Um, And counseling if you need. Well, you know, we're big advocates for counselors. Absolutely. And I mean, I guess the question for you today as we close is how, how are you loving yourself? How do you treat yourself? And if you're not treating yourself well, then how can we treat others as well? That's so funny. Not funny. Um, (laughs) I recently did a challenge and um, I didn't meet the criteria of the challenge, but I didn't care because what the challenge showed me was that I never put myself first Mm -hmm. and I will always sacrifice my physical and mental well-being and put someone above that. And God's like, nope. That's mm-hmm. and so for me, I won the challenge. Like I defeated that challenge because right. I learned something about myself. There you go. But now I get to figure out what to do with it. But this is a point when I could become self-indulgent. I could woe is mm-hmm. me. But you know, obviously, with a friend like you, I won't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing too. Find a friend that you can really share some of this stuff with, talk about these three topics, ask one another, you know, someone you can trust, like, do you see me being self-indulgent when I hit a crisis or self-pitying? Like, let's talk about that and hold each other accountable when you're in those situations. We will always go through the ebbs and flows of this throughout our life Yeah, here on this planet. May as well Um, get used to it. That's right. And might as well find a good friend to do it with. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saints.